but um my sense of urgency i'm just i'm always i i, I think that's a fault too this is a character flaw in me is that i just i just always feel like this time i always feel like i'll just get to it i'll get to it eventually you know and things fly by and then next thing you know i'm getting fucking sued for by a radiology company because they took brain scans of my head and didn't tell me that my insurance didn't cover it so you are listening to the b Fams, what's up, baby? How you doing? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. I don't know where I came from. I'm macking you people on this beautiful Sunday morning. Welcome back to the V Cast. It's your boy. It's your friend. It's your cousin, Vic Cedeno. We're back, man. Christmas is over. Sunday morning. It's 5:30 in the morning. My usual routine of waking up at 4, 4:30, and just staring at the walls. <clears throat> I don't know why I've been waking up so early. I just wake up. Uh, I don't know. I go to sleep at like a reasonable time. I think I was asleep at like 10 something last night. It wasn't that late. But um, yeah, Christmas is over, man. That's it. 2020 Christmas is over. I wanted to get on this podcast real quick, do a year in review. Um, I did one for um, last year, but I never released it. Because when I recorded the year in review, um, that weekend Kobe Bryant died, or I don't know if it was the weekend, but like Kobe Bryant died in that same time period. So then I ended up recording a separate podcast um, just because the news of Kobe Bryant's death devastated me. I don't know if it's devastated me, it just fucked me up. But that's how we started. That's how we started the year. With Kobe Bryant's death and into a fucking side of a hill with with in a helicopter. So um so that derailed my plans for doing a year review. Last year I did a year in review and I went through like my notebook and went through all my shows um that I was at. And this year I I didn't do that because I didn't keep track of shit that I was doing this year. Um, which is a mistake, but it is what it is, you know, what am I going to do, go back and fucking write them up now, I mean, I could, but, um, I like my hat, it's like this hat, customer service with the middle finger, hell yeah, it's the kind of customer service I give, customer service with a middle finger and a smile, I'm smiling on the phone, but my middle finger's at my computer like this, just waving it, um, so, so, oh man, this year was crazy. Um, let's just talk about recent stuff before I get into the whole year. Uh, I had a dope conversation yesterday with uh, Pedro Garcia. He was on a previous episode of the podcast, but he got his podcast, the Rated PG podcast, and I was at uh, I was on that last night. Man, did we have fun! 
that was the best podcast I think I've recorded. Like somebody, I don't know, I might have been better than any podcast I recorded of my own. I was just thinking when I said that yesterday to him that about like the podcast that I've been on. But that I think that was my best podcast performance, man. We were just having fun, joking, laughing, talking stupid shit. And um, it just felt good. Like we were just laughing. You know when you have one of those conversations where it just everything's just, it's just funny. Like you just, everything you make fun of is funny. And uh, yeah, that we had one of those conversations talking about a, a whole bunch of nothing. Really, that's the best part. Like, I feel like lately, all of these podcasts that I've been on and all these conversations that I've been on, it's like I keep circling back to like coronavirus and the election and all that stuff. And yeah, man, that stuff's cool to talk about. And, you know, it's interesting, but it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, we can make it funny. We 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 try to make it funny. We uh, I say we we're doing uh Free Thinker TV, uh, with the boys at the dojo. I don't even think what this is might be something. I don't think this is gonna be on Free Thinker TV. As a matter of fact, there's concerns over uh, our content. And um, when I say we, I mean you know the dojo boys. I like that the dojo boys. Uh, me, Clint. Dave Namery, TJ Francis. Um, we were just trying to do some skits and fucking around with kind of like a, almost like a news program kind of thing. I don't know. Like a, like a kind of like an in hot water, an in hot water meets fucking crack babies. I don't know. I don't know what to like describe it as, but um, we recorded one last Monday. We're going to do another one this Monday. Uh, I did a little segment on it about weed because it's legal now. So I'm, I'm more, way more comfortable talking about it. Uh, before I just felt like there was going to be blowback. I couldn't really be honest about it. And it's a shame. It's a shame that you can't be honest about your, your hobbies or your habits, like everybody's got them, you know, like what's your habit, what do you smoke cigarettes, do you drink, do you watch too much TV, do you eat a lot, I got a lot of those habits, I think I'm just a habitual person, I'm a habitual offender, not in crime though, in crime I'm a, I'm a good boy, Um, damn I'm all over the place, so yeah we did that podcast yesterday, that was fun, uh, I had the day to my, myself, so I was able to move around freely without any little kids violating my constitutional rights. I'm going to start telling my daughter that when I leave. Like, am I being detained? Why are you holding me here? Um, so that was yesterday. Christmas was good. I mean, we didn't do anything. You know, no family dinners this year. Everybody's scared. Um or being cautious, I guess, is the um, the right word. It's weird, man. It's just a weird time. I mean, I was at my mother-in-law's house with a mask on. It's We just went to pick up food, you know? And then um, we ended up going at the same time as my sister-in-law. So 
Um, you know, it was nice to see everybody, and you know, that's that's what Christmas is all about. I mean, the toys and all that stuff, and the gifts. Yeah, they're cool. But for me, Christmas has always just been about like that time with the family. When I was little, we used to do Christmas parties in the Bronx. All right, Christmas parties in the Bronx or Christmas parties at my house with people from the Bronx. Because um, that's where my mom's family is from. And uh, if I did Christmas with my dad's family, then we were down in Camden. So either way, I wasn't allowed to go outside. Um. But it was always a, a family affair. You see everybody, you laugh, like, you know, you don't really see your family all year. I mean, for me, um, growing up, you don't really get to see and spend a lot of time with your family. I mean, we used to do it every Sunday. Every Sunday, we used to go to my grandma's house for dinner um, and just spend the day there. Like, you know, early afternoon, you go and you hang out, you stay there the whole day, they cook food and I'm playing with my toys and taking fucking naps and, you know, I would do that. I would play, take naps, get up, play again, and then it was time to go home after, like, we eat and after at night and stuff. We'd visit my grandma, stay at my grandma's house. But then when Christmas came around, when we would go on Sundays, maybe once in a while, we would run into my cousins or my uncle. A lot of times we'd run into my uncle. Cause my, well, no, because Sunday, since my mom would go and my uncle was there every day, he wouldn't go on Sunday. Sundays he would be with his family because my mom was with his mom and he didn't have to worry. So we didn't really see him that, you know, that often on Sundays. So when Christmas time came around and the holidays came around, that Christmas party was like the family reunion of the year. You know, everybody gets together, laughing, you're talking shit, making fun of each other, um, you know, loving and kissing each other, like, <laughs> no, like, you know, just showing each other affection and just enjoying each other's company, and it made Christmas so much better, like, I don't remember getting, get, like, the gifts I got there, like, some Hot Wheels, you know what I mean, like, that stuff was fun, you open a couple gifts, that was cool and all, but... I've never been very materialistic, so it wasn't like, you know, I mean, the toys are cool as a kid, you, 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 you're obsessed with toys and getting a gift, but you don't realize it until you're an adult, the more important things you were making were memories, the more important gift that you got were those memories that you could look back on and feel nostalgic about those times you spent with my grandma you know the, the the fucking music that played the you know the laughter just the laughing and the yelling and kids getting in trouble and getting hit with the cabullo um the cabullo is just this little, little uh strap that my my grandma used to carry in her bata for those non-spanish people batas are what the elderly wear elderly women wear these batas they're just like one piece of cloth that has no has no sleeves or sometimes they have sleeves like shirt sleeves and it's one piece and you put it on over your underwear and that's your bedtime like that's usually what you wear to sleep but since you know you were didn't really do much my grandma would be in that shit all day and in one of the pockets in the front had like these little front pockets she carried this little maybe 10 to 12 inch long leather strap that was a one leather strap made up of like six leather strings intertwined into each other and that's what you got your ass whooped with um 
if you were bad, but it was never, it, it, it never took, you were never beaten with the thing. It really only took one and you were dancing, like just one little touch. Plus, when you were little, like as a baby, I was talking about this on Pedro's podcast, the Rated PG podcast. I, um, when you were little, like as a little kid, when you can walk, she would take it and just touch your skin with it, like give it a little smack. So you felt a little sting, but not she, she wouldn't fucking hit you with it, but she'd give you a little smack. Pa que lo pruebe. Pa que lo prove. Wait, am I saying fucking pa que lo prove? I can't talk Spanish, bro. It's too early. But just so you can taste it is what she would say and smack you a little bit with a, a little bit on the ass. Pa que lo prove. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Um, anyway, so those were the memories. Those were the memories, those Christmas times. I remember one time, even in Florida, like, you know, this is after my grandmother passed away. This is more recent times. But um, in Florida, we had a Christmas party one time at my mom's house where some family came, like my my mom's, uh, my some of my cousins and stuff, obviously all older now. And they came and we had this one of those parties that, you know, we got drunk and we were playing Spanish music real loud. We were dancing and we were just having so much fun. And I think we we got robbed of that this year. And I mean, I, I get it. The pandemic and stuff, man, people are scared. But um, I'm just a, a I'm an adamant. I don't want to say adamant. I'm not that adamant. I just don't believe. I don't believe the hype anymore. Quite frankly, I don't believe the hype anymore. I know it's not the same. I'm not going to go into this either because, I mean, it's just it's just not the same that it was in March. We're, I mean, we're acting the same as if it's if it was in March. And I know people are dying. I understand that. And, you know, I'm sympathetic to that. But I've had friends that have lost family members, you know, like death is not death is not. um, It's not for the person, the people that are experiencing it. I get it. You know, like it's not something where it's like, oh, but it's ninety nine point nine percent. You know what I mean? I get that. All right. I get three hundred thousand people died. However. Of those 300,000 people, how many people were going to die anyway? That's an important question to ask because that fucking matters. All right. If the disease is killing people that were already going to die, but it's not killing people that are not on their way out like that much. It's not a danger to them. Like, I'm just I just think we should just readjust. The media has not done anything to calm the hysteria. And I know some people are going to be like, well, you you know, if you if you walked it back and you, you know, if people weren't scared, they wouldn't be acting responsibly. Maybe. Maybe. But what kind of. I feel like if I can't reason with my kid. And I can only teach them by fear that I'm a failure. So maybe society is a failure. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I'll just go down this rant. It's just really frustrating that there's no, um, there's no individual thinking. There's no, everything is, I don't know. Everything's just 
spoon fed people aren't looking at other options i don't know what are we talking about here i, I told you i don't want to go on this rant because it's just for not all right doesn't matter what data show what it doesn't matter what data will show people because if the certain overlords of information aren't saying it then some people are just not gonna believe it no matter what just no matter what no matter where the data comes from no, nothing it just doesn't matter people don't care <laughs> People don't care about facts on both sides, on both sides, on both sides. Don't care about facts. But enough of that stupid shit, man. I don't want to talk about that shit because that shit gets me down. It gets me angry. Um, it's very polarizing, you know, just talking about it like in a normal conversation. It's kind of, I don't know. Anyway, um, year in review. It's been, it's been a wacky new year to do a year in a review, which is why I don't need notes because... What the fuck? This year started with Kobe Bryant's death. Uh, this year started, man, with me really, really on fucking point. Really on point with the podcast. Things were really progressing. I was getting some momentum. Um, the episodes were piling up that uh, January, February period. I was getting really consistent into March. And then March hit and shit kind of went weird. Um... I have to say that, oh, I'm not, let me not get there yet. So January, February, um, the plan this year for me was the goals were to just do more shows, um, do more shows, get busier and, you know, be more consistent with the podcast and just do more work. Like I was really in a work mode. Um, January, February. I wish I could look back at my notes. I don't have, have any notes. I didn't think about doing this year review until I <laughs> until I hit record. Um, yeah. So January, February. Uh, things were things were things were looking really good. Um, as far as the work I felt like I was going to put in and, and things like that. But then everything happened. You know, when quarantine started, I was doing the carnivore diet. I had lost like 25 pounds. I was feeling good. And I really, um, once the quarantine hit, this is what I'm going to say before. Once the quarantine hit, I, I got lazy. Like I, I used that as an excuse. And I feel like a lot of people, um, may be a victim of this. And on top of it may also be advocating for the lockdown more or not um, resistant to the lockdown because of this feeling where I didn't need an excuse not to do anything anymore. Like that was the rule. The rule was don't do anything. Don't go outside, you know, but I took that as a like, don't do anything inside either because I stopped doing the podcast consistently, stopped the carnivore diet, stopped working out. Um, stopped writing not that I was really writing before anyway but um, you know things started drying up and I thought this was going to be a L for the year for me for comedy like I was getting momentum I had a plan this year I was going to start going to do more shows in the city All right, I was going to start going to the city more getting involved in those city mics um, trying to you know network and meet more people in the city and um, I thought this year was going to be an L 
for comedy for me. I thought I was not going to get any momentum. I thought I was going to actually go backwards. I was in the, I remember when the lockdown first started and laugh it up Tuesday, um, my weekly show. I don't even know if I have a weekly show anymore. We haven't done it the whole year. So, um, the weekly show got postponed and it got canceled, postponed or canceled one of the two. And um, I remember thinking, I'm going to go backwards now. I am going to um, lose momentum. I'm going to get, like, I'm going to fall behind. I'm going to go back to the beginning. That's what I thought. I was going to go back to the beginning. And everything was going to be tough, right? Like, I was going to lose my place in line and stuff like that. You know, that's just the feeling I had. I felt like there was going to be no... Um, progress and you know this is crucial year all that stuff that's all you know when I felt the beginning of the year I ended up not being like that I ended up doing a lot for comedy this year I ended up getting I would say making a lot more progress this year than I thought I was going to make and that's because of the dojo of comedy that just ended up working out that way you know um, Clint Esposito and I have worked together um, for a couple years now, just, you know, on shows, um, working together, producing shows, and me and Clint uh, developed a good friendship. We like working with each other. We like bouncing ideas off each other and talking, and, like, we just get along really good. The flow's really good there, Um, and we always have a lot of fun. And he was, he started um, working at the Dojo of Comedy, doing the podcasts there. And, um, you know, through that, he started producing a comedy show. And then next thing you know, he's working on all the shows. And then me working with Clint got me into the Dojo. And, you know, I made friends with the owner, Mike Romanelli, and um, another great dude. And we just hit it off. And I was putting in work. I never, I never asked for no money, you know, and he even said, he's like, hey, man, you know, things the way they are, you know, I can't pay you for working. And I was like, hey, I don't want no money. Like, this is, we're investing, right? Because he's not, he's, I mean, I don't know how much I should be talking about, but who cares? Like, he's probably losing money, right? I mean, I'm not a fucking business, um, you know, genius or something, but this year the shows weren't sold out i'm sure he was putting money in out of his own pocket on things and and losing money especially with the restaurant not doing well you know what i mean like so he's investing into it and i believe in what he's trying to do with the comedy dojo and creating a place for comics to call home and to be able to work out and um you know have shows and have fun and he loves comedy and he loves producing shows and putting that whole the whole scene and everything so um, he's making that investment. So for me, my investment is my time and my energy and I'm investing in the dojo and I'm investing in myself. That's what we do when we do these open mics and we do all these shows that we don't get paid in. You know, I know Chips Cooney hates it. Chips Cooney, you should have been getting paid from day one, but it's not like that anymore. Now it's just, you know, this is where you go to school. This is community college for comics. And we don't have to pay for it. Well, no, we do have to pay for it. You got to pay in tolls and drinks and food and 
and your time and things. So I've been, I was putting in time. I kept showing up for every show, whether I was on it or not, um, from the beginning of the year. And I would show up to shows, help Clint set up, set the stage up, you know, wire everything, set everything, show, hang the fucking backdrop, all that stuff. Get the whole show ready to go, help seat people with the tickets and stuff, and and then just hang out. And then doing that, then, you know, they're like, hey, you want a spot? Hey, you want to do five minutes? Hey, you know what I mean? Like, then I was doing time. I'm on shows in doing the fucking pandemic we got these outdoor shows that beautiful patio with that beautiful fucking backdrop oh man that was so cool this summer that backdrop on on that patio um with the, like it's like a fake grass and then you have the dojo sign and you're on stage man that looks so cool and that whole ambiance is there it's real nice and intimate and um you got the red light from the, the neon sign and um it's just a, a, re, a really dope setup, and we took advantage of it. There was a lot of good shows. I got to meet some real cool comics this year, um, you know, f- comics I'm friends with, and then comics I just happen to work with, um, you know, like Bob Levy, Rich Voss, um, Jim Florentine, Mark Normand, um, Aaron Burr, Karen Feehan, um, Andy Fiore, like all these comics, like real working comics, Cypher Sounds, uh, Will Sylvan. Um, it's, it's just a, an amazing, like, um, I don't want to say transformation. Uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Like it's an amazing journey. I'm, I'll use that cheap ass fucking line for this year. Like, it's just an amazing journey how I went from, I didn't think I was going to get anything done this year with comedy to um, rubbing shoulders with people I didn't think I was going to be rubbing shoulders with. Like, that was my goal, was to go to fucking New York so that I could be in the position to meet these people, right? So that they know my face, they know who I am, they know I'm a comedian, like, they know I'm trying to be a comedian, they know I'm in the mix, you know? And, um... And I got to do that this year. I got to meet him. Mark Norman called me fatty, which was nice. Saw my little tits. <sighs> um, <sighs> so it's just interesting how I go from thinking I'm not going to do anything to, uh, you know, accomplishing a lot. And I'm very happy. I'm, I'm upset that I didn't record more. That's going to be my New Year's resolution this year. Record more sets. Bring your fucking camera. Set that bitch up. Hit record. And stop worrying about what's going to happen on the other end. Because I bring my tripod sometimes. And I get ready to set everything up. And I just have a feeling I'm going to bomb. And I'm going to be like, I don't want to record this. And guess what? I should have recorded most times. I should have recorded the night with Mark Norman. (sighs) fucking great set that night great set that night opening and then the comic and then another set and then mark norman mark norman loved that less comics on the show he's used to being on shows with like seven comics but um yeah that was a good one jim florentine i did okay 
Um, but still, you know, those are just foot. Like, I just wish I had this footage to edit and share with you guys. Um, share with the whole world what I'm going through. But that's what I want to do this year. This next year coming up, I want to film more. I want to film more. I need more content. Need more content. Um, so dojo baby um where am i i think that's it i mean that's the fucking year review <laughs> that's the year that's the year i ain't been in the house most of the year it's been rough it has been rough and and i'm telling you for me i felt like you're telling me to stay home like that's all i want to do is stay home so i mean but it got to the point where yesterday i wanted to go out like i was like i can't be home today i have to do something so I'm glad I went to Pedro's house record that podcast. I'm at a loss of for what what else happened this year. You know, homeschooling's a fucking bitch. That's a pain in the ass. Or virtual school, not homeschooling the kid. School should be open. Don't get me started on that. Um, I don't know where we're at. I feel like I'm stalling. My car is stalling on the highway right now. People are behind me honking. They're honking, they get pissed off, they're yelling, they're like, fuck you, let's go, move it along, say something stupid. Um, 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 I'll just say um for 200 fucking hours. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe that's a wrap. Maybe I ran out of things to say. Maybe it's over. Maybe this is the last podcast I'll ever record. Oh, all right. So um, podcast wise, you know, we went from having some dope interviews to I had, I had all these interviews lined up for March. I had um, what I had Josh Wells, Aaron Wahlberg um, was supposed to be on and ended up like those weeks. We ended up canceling. Then the show started getting canceled. I'm like, man, this is fucking weird. Um, man, I feel like I really fucking stalled out with my momentum. This is why you got to plan episodes out better, ladies and gentlemen. This is why you don't think of something on the fly and say, hey, I'm just going to do this today. And then that's what happens. Then you do just do that. So, I mean, like I could have just ended this a while ago, but I think this floundering is better for me. I think the floundering is better for me to learn learn the flow and learn how to recover you know what i mean like if i just sat there and said uh, uh, mm, uh, like i might have to hit myself in the face with this baseball but the fact that i was able to recover and get back up on the horse and keep riding it's a little feather in my cap putting a feather in my cap for those of you that are just listening um so year in review the year sucked review over um what else oh another plan for the podcast is uh, something else i probably don't know if i should be talking about but i'm gonna talk about anyway what's gonna happen i think um i don't think the plan is to move uh the vcast podcast 
Excuse me. To a new studio at the Dojo of Comedy. How did I get hiccups? How did I just get hiccups right now? Like, how do hiccups come? Like this. <laughs> Alright, that was a terrible joke, but, um, fucking hiccups was popped up out of nowhere. One second while I hold my breath and drink, drink water. You ready? I got it. Still holding my breath. These hiccups. Oh, I better go. I had to let go because I couldn't talk and hold my breath at the same time. But I believe this is the remedy. If you hold your breath, you let the breath out of your lungs as far as you can. Push all that air out. Then take a super deep breath until you can't no more. And then when you get it in, like when you feel like you can't hold your breath anymore, suck a few more airs in and then take a gulp of water. And don't let go of the air, but swallow the water while you're still holding your breath. That usually um, scientifically stops hiccups. I say scientifically because they believe that you holding your breath and then doing that thing that your, your throat does when you swallow while you're holding your breath, like... It lifts the little latch on the hiccup, on your hiccup thing in your in your throat. It lifts the latch. So then it stops the hiccup thing. It resets it. All right, that's science. You can There's OSHA violations about that. Oh, that didn't make no sense. But anyway. Um, fuck, what was I saying before I fucking went off on the hiccup rant? Uh Oh my god! Oh, so the podcast we're looking at moving the the Vcast podcast to the uh, Dojo of Comedy Studio um, for guests. So I'll still do these solo rants um, here by myself, but for guests, I want to get back to having guests because I feel like the podcast was so much better when I had guests on, and I want to bring back guests. And we're gonna do it at the Dojo of Comedy where it's safer for everybody. It's safer. It's safer. Achoo. Okay. Achoo. Um, but it's just it's better for everybody. Uh, we'll have better video quality. We'll have better sound. Man, maybe not better sound quality. Just as good of sound quality. But it'll be a better experience, I believe. And it'll, it'll. I think it'll take the show to the next level which I want to take it. So I already have some fun guests lined up that I can't wait to talk to. And I can't wait to introduce you people to, um, you know, non-comics. So it could be a little bit interesting. Um, and that's it. I just want to have good conversations with people that, you know, make people laugh, make people think, make people, um, make people think. That's it make people think that's all i want to do is just make people laugh and make people think i make you laugh a few times make you think about some things um related to whatever like it doesn't have to be i'm not talking about make you think about fucking conspiracy theories or politics or whatever make you think about all that stuff make you think about um other stuff like your emotions your mental health uh your physical being um <clears throat> your spiritual being, and all of those things in between. So I'm excited about that because the conversations, like me sitting here and doing this, I'm going to keep doing because I want to get better at it. 
I want to get better at the flow. I want to get better of um, talking. I want to get more comfortable in it. Talking about this with Pedro. We were talking about yesterday how the podcast was really good. And he was like, you know, you were just, you, you kept going. And I was like, yeah, but that's only because I'm getting more comfortable. I've been doing a lot more podcasts lately. So the more podcasts you do, the more comfortable you are getting things from your brain and from your heart to come out of your mouth, right? Because when you're not comfortable and you're focused on trying to be good for a podcast, when you're focused on the audio, when you're focused on the video, when you're focused on the producing, when you're focused on uh, the marketing and posting and social media, when you have all those things floating in your head and you're trying to be good at something uh, that you don't have any experience in, you're going to be conscious that the camera's on, right? But when you've got that flow going and you're used to it, then the camera's not on anymore. No, the camera's not... Like it's the camera's just a part of the scenery. It's not, uh, there's not pressure coming from the camera. And when you don't have that pressure coming from the camera, I believe that you will flow better. You're gonna, your natural personality is gonna be better. So, with more practice, more reps, more times you do it, the better you're gonna get at it, just like anything else. So, that's why I want to keep doing these. And then we'll have, so maybe I could bang out two shows a week. That would be dope. I'll do one solo show, one guest um, every week. Uh, so I could pump out two episodes a week. That would be, that would be really cool. I'd be really interested in that. Um, I'm thinking of maybe starting some other podcast or just doing other podcasts, you know, for, with people. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we have the, the news thing going. The truth, I think we're calling it truth or facts, facts.tv, something like that. I don't know. Something silly. You just want to be silly and keep producing content. That's what we're going to keep doing this year since, you know, comedy's kind of stalled. We'll see because the dojo was rocking. The dojo was rocking when, you know, a lot of places were shut down. Um, so we'll see how things turn out. Hopefully we'll get back to shows in January. Uh, actually, no, we got shows New Year's Eve at the Dojo of Comedy. Rich Voss and Bob Levy are doing back-to-back -back shows on, on New Year's Eve. So I think Bob Levy's doing an early show, like around 5 or something. And then Rich Voss is doing the second show around 7 or 8. So that should be an interesting night. My first New Year's Eve doing comedy. Um, or who knows if I'm doing comedy or just being at a comedy show, um, working because that's how it is, is showing up, showing up's half the battle guys. If you're a comic and you're listening to this and you're wondering why you're not getting booked or you're not getting booked, um, go to shows, go to shows, go to open mics, go to open mics and go to shows, talk to people, let people know your face. Um, I think that's a real real um a real effective move you know uh back to the podcast that i did yesterday with pedro and pedro introduced me he was like one of the top guys in north jersey comedy when he introduced me and i was like top guys i'm not a fucking top guy i'm just a guy and um but oh what do we say um i'm, I'm in the mix that's all i am i'm in the mix i'm not fucking great i'm not um, top, I'm not ranked. I mean, I don't know about any of that stuff. The, you other people can decide that shit. But for me, I am just 
I'm not anywhere. Like, I'm just in the mix. That's all I want to be right now is in the mix. Like, you know, um, Andrew Schultz just got that Netflix special. And Pedro's like, I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to get a Netflix special. I'm like, I don't think I want one right now. Like, it's just too much pressure. That's not, that's not, I'm nowhere near that. I'm nowhere near, I'm nowhere near filming a fucking 15 minute special of my own. I mean, I probably could, but I just, I'm not there yet. I just want to keep, uh, I don't know if you heard that. I just want to keep getting reps in. I want to keep doing what I'm doing now. I don't have any pressure to blow up, to do like all that stuff will come if it comes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it'll come. I feel like I'm very. I feel like I'm very talented. All right, I'm very talented. I'm naturally, um, comfortable. Oh, I don't want to say comfortable because I'm a fucking wreck, but I, I, I'm, I have very natural stage presence. I have a very natural um, ability to be funny, like humor. Um, those two things are natural. They're just I'm just talented at that. I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, showboat because you know why? Because it doesn't mean anything. That talent means absolutely nothing if I'm not putting any work in behind it. And I haven't been putting a lot of work in. I've been putting a little bit of work in. Like I said, I'm in the mix, but a lot of work in, like, you know, writing and taking apart my, um, my jokes and, you know, forming sets and putting together a show, like all that stuff I'm lacking in those areas tremendously. Um, and that work is what sets separates, you know, the fucking men from the boys, the pros from the amateurs, you know, the ladies from the bitches. Um, so I don't feel like my talent is, uh, makes me better than anybody. You know what I mean? It might give me more of an advantage. Yes. Fair enough. But that doesn't mean shit. Because hard work beats talent. When talent fails to work hard. I believe that's the fucking phrase. And I believe that's the way it is. All right. I could be as talented as you want. If you're not putting in the work and somebody's putting in more work than you. I think they can they can be better than you. 100%. So I'm not disillusioned, if that's a word, by where I'm at because of, you know, like I said, my ability to have, be on stage and be comfortable and be able to be kind of myself sometimes and be funny. Because a lot of times I go up there without an idea of what I'm doing. And it just, you know, it works out. But it would be a lot better if I worked harder at it. If I worked really hard at it, I'd be a lot better. So that's what I have to do. If I'm going to do it, I don't know. But I have to do it. If I want, you know, the things that I want, I have to do it. But um, my sense of urgency, I'm just, I'm always, I, I, I think that's a fault too. This is a character flaw in me is that I just, I just always feel like this time. I always feel like I'll just get to it. I'll get to it eventually, you know, and things fly by. And then next thing you know, I'm getting fucking sued for by a radiology company because they took brain scans of my head and didn't tell me that my insurance didn't cover it. So that's the fucking medical, medical, medical system, medical system. 
Um, so that's how I ended my year with a lawsuit, an appearance to go to court by 1221 to respond. But luckily, you know, I called the lawyer. Company. Call people, talk to people, goddammit. If I had talked to these people when they were calling me and writing me letters months ago, I would have never been sued. Right? When I called them and talked to them and, you know, told them that I was interested in settling this stuff, that, you know, the, the whole fucking thing changed. And they were like, all right, don't worry about that court stuff. You know, you're working on it. Like, I do this all the time. It's that procrastination and just putting things off, putting things off, not to confront it or not to deal with it or to because I'll do it later. And, you know, then I ended up get end up getting fucking sued. So. That's my New Year's resolution is I'm just going to be proactive and do things immediately. Probably not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, guys. I canceled my gym membership. I'm planning on being fat in 2021. I'm just going to get fucking orca fat. Orca fat. Look at this. Bam. I got some famous Amos cookies here from last night. Last night's munchy escapades. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 is going to be over soon and and it'll be a new year. And then, then in this new year, you will not be able to complain about how bad of a year it is. I mean, get over it. Get over it. 2020 is just a fucking year. It was a bad year for some people. For others, it was fantastic. Like Jeff Bezos, how fucking great of a year did he have? Bill Gates. How great of a fucking year did Bill Gates have? Hmm? You know who had a fantastic year? Dr. fucking Fauci. He had a fantastic year. Fantastic. That guy's fucking net worth doubled and tripled. Um, so many people had such good years. Um, why did they have good years and, and you had bad years? Like, I really believe it was up to us. You know, it's all how you look at it. It's all perspective. It's all perspective, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to wrap this bitch up and go uh, 6 a.m. It's 6, 12 a.m. Time for a little wake and bake action on a beautiful Sunday morning. I have nothing planned. Uh, I might go by my uncle's house today because it was his birthday. I posted some stuff about him. My uncle, my hero growing up. And my hero today, goddammit, that dude overcame a lot. Um, he overcame a lot. My uncle was at the edge. You ever see somebody at the edge? Will they scare you? Like, when you see somebody that's at the edge, and you're like, I don't know where this is going. Like, he can die tomorrow. It might be him that does it, or it might be life that does it. But he's on the edge. And he's only, he's a young man in his 50s early 50s and it's on the edge bro on the edge just everything that you could think of losing your job losing your family losing your fucking hair like just everything was fucking bad and um <laughs> that fucking disability kicked in changed the game bro it changed the game for him um just just because when when uh y you know your problems don't go away when you have money but when you have money it's one less problem <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just one less problem you have to worry about you don't have to worry about your rent you don't have to worry about your you know your electric and utilities and stuff like that once that burden 
of worrying gets taken off of you, life changes. Like my my uncle's fucking pepping his step changed. You know what I mean? Like he got it back. It was so fucking awesome to see. Just from from you know getting an uh uh the income coming because my uncle's all fucked up. His fucking back's all fucked up. His neck, his face, everything. It's just all. No, I'm just kidding. It's not his face, but his back is all messed up. Um, so it's hard for him to. And then he had the same job for 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to get another job. And especially in, in an industry where, you know, you work in a factory and, you know, you work in a plant and you work with chemicals and stuff. Where else are you going to get a job? Like, it's just not easy, especially older, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. It was his birthday yesterday. Maybe I'll go see him today. Stop by and hang out. Um, that's it. I'm just going to enjoy my day. I hope you all enjoy your day. I hope you enjoy your week. Short week. Got the New Year's coming up. Uh, be safe with all your family. Don't drink and drive too much, too far. And uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the time. This year's almost over. Don't waste time complaining about how bad a year was. Just make 2021 better. And you have power to do that. Nothing's going to stop it. Coronavirus, fucking Heineken virus, whatever comes out, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll overcome. That's what we do as people. Bad situations, overcome, become stronger, uh, become closer to the people that you were in that problem with. And, and be a good fucking person, man. Stop telling people to wear a mask. Stop telling people to fucking do something. Live your own fucking life, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but seriously, live your own fucking life. Stop snitching on people in parking lots. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, guys. All right? It's been a beautiful time talking to you. I love you, bitches, for listening. If you've listened this far, mwah, I love you. DM me and tell me you got to this far. DM me and tell me you listened to this and you heard this part. I want to do a little a little test right here. DM me and tell me you listened to this part and I will send you money. I'm desperate for you to tell me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, just DM me and tell me you listened to this far. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll send you money. Maybe. If not, stay black, people. You're listening to my day of the B-Cast.